the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast, Episode 16. The Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. It won't make your love life better. It won't make you more successful financially. And it won't make your gloomy man cave look any more interesting than your athlete's foot. But if you listen carefully, you might just end up a better person. And, maybe, those other things will follow. Or not. Whatever. And now, the Disgruntled Life Coach Podcast. As always, I want to ask a favor of everyone today. We're having a national election where I live. And I want to stress the importance of getting involved in the process wherever you live. And I don't mean screaming, yelling, and being a general fucking public nuisance. I'm referring to educating yourself on actual issues, the positions of the candidates, and what will help make everyone's lives better. So it's important to listen, and no matter what it takes, you must register to vote if you haven't already registered. And then vote. It doesn't matter how many hoops you need to jump through, this is important. So please, educate yourself and vote. This election and every election. So today we're talking about perfectionism. And I can already hear your eyes rolling back in your head, but just stay with me. No one is saying that you shouldn't try to accomplish things as best you can, even perfectly on occasion. What we're talking about here is the drive to always be perfect, how we use that to sabotage some of the things that we try to do, and how we can get away from the self-flagellation of hating ourselves for not being perfect. We're only going to scratch the surface, but I hope it's a perfect introduction for you. Kidding, it, it won't be, but let's get started anyway. By definition, perfection is a noun that means the state of being perfect. When we go a step further, we see that perfectionism is refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. We'll touch on perfection a bit, especially the mythology that it even exists in the first place. But we're really going to focus the spotlight on perfectionism and how being a perfectionist makes you your own worst enemy. Well, that and, you know, exploding cars and shit. Those are pretty big enemies, but you have no control over that. So let's look at some quotations uh, and get some context for this. Our first quotation comes from Julia Cameron, an American teacher, author, artist, poet, playwright, and pigeon fancier. No, I'm not even kidding about the fucking pigeons. Full disclosure, I love pigeons, just saying. Anyway, Cameron was hailed by the New York Times as the Queen of Change, and she is best known for her book The Artist's Way, although her body of work is extensive, and she was also once married to Martin Scorsese for 17 minutes. I'm kidding. It was closer to a year. She said, Perfectionism is not a quest for the best. It is a pursuit of the worst in ourselves, the part that tells us that nothing we do will ever be good enough, that we should try again. And, spoiler alert, no matter how many times you roll those loaded dice, you still lose, just like at the casino or, you know, with the revenue people. The next quote comes from Adam Smith, who was a Scottish economist, also known as the father of economics, or 
also the father of capitalism, due mostly to his 1776 publication known casually as The Wealth of Nations. He said, To feel much for others and little for ourselves, to restrain our selfishness and exercise our benevolent affections, constitute the perfection of human nature. Although his words are absolutely correct, it's a bit hypocritical coming from such a morally bankrupt pursuit as economics, which Richard Horton, editor-in-chief at The Lancet, describes as an ideology where it is acceptable to worsen the lives of some, provided the gains of others compensate. Economists institutionalize inequality. I know, I'll, I'll, I'll get letters from economists for this, but I'm, I'm sure I'll live. Finally, we have Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, a German poet, playwright, novelist, scientist, statesman, and much more who died in 1832. His works include plays, poetry, and literature, but he's best known for The Sorrows of Young Werther, published in 1774, and then in 1808, the first part of his most celebrated drama, Faust. He's credited with saying, The man with insight enough to admit his limitations comes nearest to perfection. This, then, becomes the key to this entire topic, the knowing that you are not perfect. And we'll jump off from here. So what is perfectionism, and why do we need to pay attention to it? In short, Dr. Paul Hewitt, professor of psychology at the University of British Columbia, defines the construct of perfectionism as a maladaptive and multidimensional personality trait. Whoa. More fully, perfectionism is a broad personality style characterized by a hypercritical relationship with oneself. Hewitt, who co-authored Perfectionism, a relational approach to conceptualization, assessment, and treatment, goes on to say, setting high standards and aiming for excellence can be a positive trait, but perfectionism is dysfunctional because it is, it's underscored by a person's sense of themselves as permanently flawed or defective. One way to try to correct that is by trying to be perfect. What's more troubling is that all of us, starting at a younger age, are punishing ourselves with an unattainable drive to reach some semblance of perfection. In a published study titled, Perfectionism is Increasing Over Time, a Meta-Analysis of Birth Cohort Differences from 1989 to 2016, co-written by Thomas Kern and Andrew Hill, students reported much higher rates of perfectionist behaviors than even as recent as the 1990s. These findings suggest that recent generations of college students have higher expectations of themselves and others than previous generations, said Kern, continuing on. Today's young people are competing with each other in order to meet societal pressures to succeed and feel that they are perfectionism is necessary in order to feel safe, socially connected, and of worth. So there's a lot to unpack there, kind of like getting back from your trip from Berlin, <laughs> as if you've ever been to Berlin, fucking liar. But really, what is this perfectionism that we're talking about? Well, this study measured three distinct types of perfectionism. Self-oriented, or a desire to be perfect. Socially prescribed, or a desire to live up to others' expectations. 
and other-oriented or holding others to unrealistic standards. It's that second one that we're going to talk about the most because it's the source of most of our perfectionist issues. And if you're anything like me, and be fucking glad that you probably aren't, that's a tough twig to snap, or row to hoe, or nut to crack, whatever. But here's the thing. You can't see things clearly if you look through the perfectionist lens all the time. You end up equating the inability to complete a goal to failure. And with that comes a lack of personal worth or value. By living in fear of not being perfect, you miss the opportunity to try new things and, yes, to fail. But that's all part of personal growth. Margaret Atwood famously said once that, If I waited for perfectionism, I would never write a word. So the idea of not doing anything unless or until it's perfect sets you up both for failure that you can't live with or the inability to try new things at all. So kiss that ballroom dancing goodbye, Daryl. This is no way to live your life. But hey, I got a plan because, you know, I'm a fucking life coach. The first thing you need to know is specifically what insecurity you have that drives you to try to be perfect. This requires you to be present right here, right now, to analyze the root cause of your perfectionism tendencies. This in itself won't fix it, but you need to identify and reconcile the anxiety and insecurity you have that drives this behavior. Psychotherapist Mel Schwartz says, usually we strive toward being perfect to compensate for a sense of inadequacy. People who want to be perfect usually have an exaggerated sense of their own shortcomings. So, give yourself a bit of a fucking break, for God's sake, and don't be so hard on yourself. Just stop looking at your mistakes. Stop worrying about failure. Just be here now and accept yourself. Whoa, that was deep. Sorry about that. Another related thing to remember is that, most often, it's pressure we put on ourselves that cause this. The solution is simple. Stop doing that. Start with the root of your problem, and that's the unrealistic goals you set yourself up to fail at. Whether it's the size of the goal or the quality of the end product, you have to start setting more reasonable goals. For example, if you've never built furniture before, Don't think that you can put together a dining room set from a scrap oak and some old wood pallets that you found. It's too much, too soon, and the project will get done badly, or it will never get done, and you'll be eating meals off a cedar chest in your living room that you've been using for a fucking coffee table for as long as you can remember. Finally, you go and buy a shitty chrome dinette set that you really hate. Oh, sorry, I digress. But the message stands. Reasonable goals and reasonable outcome expectations... This, this is important. And finally, be kinder to yourself. In a previous episode about the pillar, don't be in a rush, I talked about the value of saying no. Do this. But if you do say yes for all the right reasons, just check in on yourself once in a while. If you look at something that isn't perfect, just silence that friggin' inner critic. For every one thing you see that's not perfect, find 
two or more that are really good. They will almost certainly be there, and good is fine. Perfect is stupid. Just keep your inner voice on your side and stop comparing your progress to what things could be or what someone else can do or what you think the world expects of you. Live your life and stop being mean to yourself. You're doing really good shit. Just keep doing that. Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I'll leave you with a disgruntled nugget in a second. But first, I want to thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm on all the major platforms. And please visit www.disgruntledlifecoach.ca for all my podcasts. Yes, the www, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Please also follow me on Twitter, at Life Disgruntled. There's a link on my website. And go ahead and request some stickers. Make my day. Well, not really. But still, ask for some fucking stickers. Jesus Christ. Also, if you like what you've heard today, tell your friends. If you think it's ridiculous, still tell your friends. I mean, how hard is that? Disgruntled Nugget. Oscar Wilde once said that it is through art and through art only that we can realize our perfection. But if that's true, we must also attempt to consider the words of Eugene Delacroix when he said, the artist who aims at perfection in everything achieves it in nothing. I think it's more accurate to consider the words of Antoine de Saint-Exupéry when he said, perfection is achieved not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. So it is only through art that we realize that there is never perfection to be found unless we take away as much as we must to realize perfection uh, is achieved and also impossible or something, I don't know, whatever. Again, thanks for listening and thanks to Audio Nautics and Partners in Rhyme for music and sound effects. Thanks again to Neatnik for visuals and thanks for your patience. See you in two weeks. Or not. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>